Hey everybody, it's your old pal Rob. I'm trying not to, you know, the funny thing is, is doing a podcast, you are constantly learning, especially, you know, when you're an old fart like myself and you have no idea what you're doing. So I try not to get too excited uh, at, at the beginning of this because I distort everything uh, because I basically just yell into the microphone. So if I sound a little docile, uh, it's only because I don't want the whole thing to blow up. Uh, today on the podcast, we are talking about, well, what everybody wants to talk about, games, paints, and uh, what I got for Christmas, too. We'll talk a little bit about that because I was completely blown away by, by what I got. Um, to start off, I want to talk about some games that uh, I have gotten in and, um, and just uh, did some videos on that I can't wait for you guys to see. Uh, the first game that I got in is from our friends at GMT. It's called Char Chariot Tears. And, oh my God, is this something special. If you guys haven't seen this game <clears throat> or know anything about it, I really, really suggest that you go out and you take a look and research it. There's a couple of pretty decent videos out there uh, that some people have done. And I've got a video coming out uh, soon where... You know, I kind of cover how it works. Um, you could play this game in under an hour. The board is massive and high quality matted board, of course. Uh, I mean, what else do you expect from GMT? I mean, how great is GMT uh, to begin with? You know, they are constantly giving you the best. I, I mean, as far as quality, uh, top notch uh, uh, components. Um, you know, they're bringing back old games and redoing them and making, you know, updating art, you know, everything that they do is just something special. And this game here, um, I had gotten a hold of Rachel and I said, Hey, Rachel, you know, I heard this game was coming out. Is there any way you can send me a review copy? So they sent me that and, um, Another one, which is, uh, I believe it's Skies Over Britain, which I'm going to take a look at and we'll talk about uh, um, next year. Well, because, you know, today is actually Wednesday, folks. It is Wednesday, the 28th of December. The year is almost over. Boy, what a, what a year to to really get out of because it's 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 been a nightmare. <laughs> This has been a very tough year uh, for my family and everything. And those of you that follow us on YouTube, you know exactly what's going on. You know, the move and all this other stuff. But um, I had gotten this game a couple of days before Christmas. And I said, well, let me let me check this out because this is going to be something special. And I was not wrong. The way this works, and, and and the best way I can explain it, and I really suggest that you check out the video or, or, or do some research on, on, on YouTube, um, is that you're going to have a hand of cards, and then you're going to have these chits in front of you that you can activate special abilities. Um, there's going to be a crowd card that is going to have a bunch of different symbols. There's a green symbol for sprinting. There's a black symbol... Uh, for taking corners. Um, there is a, a recovery symbol, which is yellow in, in, in the sign of a, the, the medical cross. Um, 
And then there's like a blood drop, you know, or a fire, or, you know, whatever you want to make out of it for attacking. So on your turn, you are going to play and try to move as, as quickly as you can in three rounds around this massive. And I do mean, this is probably the biggest, biggest arena I have ever seen. I couldn't even fit it on the camera. It was so huge. And you're going to work your way around this, this, um, uh, this track. And the way you're going to do it is you're going to play a bunch of matching symbols and you're going to count them up. Now inside those symbols is a number. And what you're going to do with the number is you're going to take how many symbols you have along with the crowd symbols. And then you are going to add that number to the amount. So if there's like you have uh, five matching symbols and the number five is matched up, you're going to be able to move 10 spaces. You think, wow, I'm going to be able to fly around this thing. Eh, not so fast, my friends. Not so fast. Because you're going to move pretty good. And you're to, to pass people, you're going to have to go up like almost three to get around them. And you're going to have to weave, bob and weave a little bit. But when you hit into the corners, unless you are playing a corner, um, a corner symbol, it's almost like double the move around the corner because you have to slow down. But if you play this corner at the right time, you're going to be able to zoom around the corner. Instead of double, you're going to be basically going one movement around the corner. So you're going to be able to get a big jump. The whole point of this is try to move as quickly as you can and try to complete three laps. Well, good luck doing that because not only is that going on, but you got people trying to attack you, okay? And that can slow you down because there's negative modifiers. They, they don't take you out. When you take damage, what you do is you get three, three counters and then one goes into this damage box. So when you start counting up all your movement, you're going to have to subtract for how much damage you have. Now you can play a recovery uh, symbol, which will help you. Um, then you have the emperor's favor where you roll that dice and there's certain things that you're going to have to accomplish um you're going to try to outwit your opponent who's also trying to outthink you and say well you know i think he's going to do this and i'm going to do this meanwhile you're trying to think well i think he's going to do that so i'm going to try to stop him from doing that and make it a little tougher on him and this is from two to i, I believe six players i've got the box over here why don't I just take a look and just give you the whole thing? Because uh, I, I haven't been, I haven't stopped um, messing with this game. It is two to six players. You can do it in under an hour. Uh, with six players, you're gonna you're you're looking at about an hour and a half. Um, but if you play in four players, you can play this in an hour. Okay, uh, it's not a solid. It's a two solitaire. The complexity is a three. The rule book is 11 pages, okay? Matt Calkins, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> but uh, Cal uh, Calkins, I believe it. I, I hope I didn't butcher it, sir. I, I apologize if you ever listen to this, which thank God you probably won't. Um, created this, but he also has done some other games for GMT, Um that are just absolutely glorious. And this, this is just something 
special. I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you have the means to, to go out and get this, and, and I didn't even cover all the rules, but when you see this and you see the beauty of the board, the board just builds the theme and sucks you right in. And you can't help but get excited about this tremendous, tremendous, tremendous game. This is just something absolutely special and you need to check it out. And I, I give it my highest, and I do mean highest rating. I, I mean, that's how much I love it. These two games that I, I, I've got in, these couple of games that I've got in, I'm telling you right now, um, uh, if I had gotten them earlier, they could have easily been a contender for game of the year. I mean, that's how great I thought they were. The other game that I got in, and I actually got it in on Christmas Eve, and it was kind of a surprise, to be honest with you, was a game uh, from Jim Feld and um, Devious Weasels, Weasel uh, Games. Now, Jim Feld is probably one of the smartest guys you'll ever meet. Why? He's a scientist. He's a real-life scientist, folks. And his game, Shadows of Malice, is grossly, and I mean grossly underrated as far as um, kind of a, 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 a fantasy adventure um, dungeon crawl type of game uh, that's really not a dungeon crawl. It, I, I mean, you're going across these incredible tiles and you're trying to solve and, and defeat this, this arch villain. And um, it's, it's such a smart game. You know, and there's, you know, there's some calculation and and it, and it could be a little difficult to understand at first. But when it starts, when it clicks and it gets going, uh, you know, put your boots on because this game that does not have a large imprint, OK, is and, and it comes in a decent sized box. And if you can, you know, I haven't checked, check deviousweasel.com. Or go to YouTube and check out Shadows of Malice, okay? And I'm telling you, okay, don't let the art discourage you, okay? Um, because it's it, it's not a aesthetically beautiful game. What it is is a brilliant, wonderful, fantastic experience that you will play. You're going to develop your hero. Um, it, it just it does all the right things, okay, um, from battling, from combat, uh, to, to, to collecting, you know, things that you need and stuff like that, adding weapons, you know, just, just unbelievable, okay? Um, one of the most underrated games out there. So what does he do? He comes back with a game. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of, uh, uh, about this. Um, I was at... Oh, I want to say Gen Con four years ago, five years ago. I, I think it was the last time I was there. I was there with Board Game Geek, and uh, which was which was fun. And I had gotten access to go into their game room. That's where they get all the brand new games, and get, you know, if you pay a certain amount, you go in that room, and and a lot of the the reviewers and developers are in there. And, uh, you know, they they get access into that and they get to check it out and, and, you know, play with their friends and stuff like that. You know, their clicks and so forth and so on. Yeah, no problem. 
I was there with Lance and Pete Shirey, uh, uh, a guy that I just, I, I think is the best in the world. I, I mean, I can't speak enough about Pete. And uh, Jim was there. And I told him, you know, what a fan I was, uh, everything he was. And he was working on this game, Cosmic Frog, World Eaters from Dimension Zero. And I went, oh, look at that. That's just out there. And he had the prototype. And he was, he was talking to Lance, uh, the Undead Viking, uh, who I was spending some time with. And we were just chilling and, uh, um, uh, you know, and just enjoying ourselves at, at this thing. And uh, I took a look at this. I go, boy, this is something different. It's just out there. But I got pulled away to go play something else. Oh, we were playing Funko Pops, uh, uh, the, the, the little game, the, when it originally came out. So it was that year. I can tell you that much. <clears throat> well, a couple years later, the game comes out. And he goes, Rob, do you, you, you know, you know, do you, do you want to come online and, and, and play a game? And I think I had something that conflicted with it, and I apologized, and I couldn't do it. You know, we, we've, we've always talked. He's always been so nice to me. And um, then Ricky Royal came out with a video about this game, Cosmic Frog. And if you don't know who Ricky Royal is, um, shame on you. Uh, probably one of the best guys out there. Uh, you know, I love the guy. Uh, uh, best reviewer out there. Um you know, he just plays games. He just does everything right. He's smart. He's inventing, the, you know, just all around. We, we talk a, a lot when we can. And, you know, we always talk about each other, of course. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy his stuff. Him and Paul Grogan and Jay play from over on the other side of the ocean there. Uh, they're from Britain and they're some of the best. I, I think the most underrated guys out there. And it's a shame because they don't cause controversy. They're just out there doing great stuff. Well, Jim creates this game, Cosmic Frog, and I watch Ricky Royal go through one turn, and I'm blown away. So now I got to go get the game. Well, there's no, you, you can't find it because it was just sold out all the time. It comes to Miniature Market. I got there too late to get it, and it was gone. <clears throat> so... Ricky Royal was talking about doing another thing of it. And I said, man, I got to get a hold of this game at some point. You know, I commented on, uh, on Twitter. Jim must have saw it. He asked me for my address, sent me that and the mirroring of Mary King, which is a game that I'll talk more about next week. A game of ghostly possession, which <laughs> if Jim made this, it, it's got to be great. So I get this game in and I start checking this thing out. And, you know, I, I watch Ricky's uh, video again, and then I start messing with it. This is probably one of the most underrated, smart, intelligent games that you will ever, ever, ever see. I mean, this thing just stands out as a phenomenal experience, number one. It's so out there. The quality. Now, now, now people complain about the art of on shadows uh, uh shadows of malice well let me tell you this much the art for cosmic frog is so beautiful and it fits the theme and it gives you this just unbelievable experience it it it, it, it builds this 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 thing these 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 frogs are two miles high okay out in the ether 
okay? And what they're trying to do is gather into their gullet lands, mountains, and things like that. And what they do is try to process them and <clears throat> degurgitate them, I guess, <clears throat> because the game is basically about gluttony uh, in, in a way. Um, but these frogs, I mean, what does a frog do? It hops around, eats all day, right? Ask my daughter because she has three frogs. I mean, I can go on. But the way this game works is just absolutely fantastic. You're, you're going to be turning over cards, and that is going to tell which frog's turn it is. And they're going to be frogs of different colors, which these, these frogs are beautiful and need to be painted, and I will be painting them. And I will be doing a live play of this because this is just one of those games that you, you, in order to understand it, I did a video on it already that comes out actually today if you watch this or listen to this on Wednesday. It comes out on Wednesday. Um, where I just kind of go over everything, the components through the roof. Um, I suggest you check out the video. And I, I really suggest you watch Ricky Royal play one turn of this and how it plays out. You know, uh, uh, there are certain things, uh, there, there, um, the, there are certain land masses that, that will get devoured or, or be destroyed, whether by, a, you know, a cosmic fireball or whatever. And as those add up, if there's too many in this certain uh, area, um, that is going to stop the game. And then you're going to call, you're going to try to get the points. Okay. Whoever has the most points wins. Or if all the land masses are gone um, uh, from, from uh, the board, then the game will also end. But it's the thing when they battle, they don't fight each other. I mean, they fight each other and nobody dies. Uh, these frogs push each other and they push each other into the ether or the other dimensions. You know, the thing about this game, it's so different and so ahead of its time. It's brilliant. And it's just one of those games that really stands out that you have to, you have to see to believe. And, 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 you know, you could say, oh, Cosmic Frogs, World Eaters from Dimension Zero. Okay, well, what's this about? Okay, but you got to understand something. Okay, how many games out there? Or listen, I'm a big Dungeon Crawl fan. Okay, there's a million Dungeon Crawls. Eh, we go in, we kill the dragon, blah, blah, blah. There's different ways to do it, blah, 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 blah. How many uh, um Work replacement games from the 1800s or 1700s are out there. Oh well, yeah, well we're in Europe. Let's let's try to get as as many vegetables as we can, and this, that, and the other, and yeah, there, blah 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 blah. Okay, this is out there, folks. This is out there, and it's so different and intriguing and smart. Again, the guy's a scientist. Brilliant, good guy. Underrated. You need to go check this out. Please go check out Cosmic Frog World Eaters from Dimension Zero from uh, Devious Weasel Games. See what I'm talking about. Do your research and 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 see if you know. Maybe I'm just uh, I'm, I'm I'm going nuts because I think this is something special, and I can't wait to check out the marrying uh, the marrying of Mary King uh, next. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that next week. Another game from uh, uh, a Devious Weasel. 
Uh, we'll also be talking about um, Battle Over Britain, uh, which is going to be glorious. I know that. Another GMT game. And and I'm, I'm going to have a few more games that we're going to talk about as well um, that we're going to plug in on the next podcast. So there you go. A couple of game reviews. Now we're going to move on to our next segment where I want to talk a little bit about an absolute classic game, and that's Warhammer Quest 95. We'll see you on the other side, folks. Hey, everybody. We're back on the other side here, and one of the greatest dungeon crawls that can never be taught it doesn't matter what kind of kickstarters you have or or you know you can have a kickstarter with nine thousand different types of adventures and miniatures and this that and the other and yet they all pale in comparison to warhammer quest 95. and you know i i don't want to make a big thing or or make this a very very long segment but um I broke this game out uh, again, and if you, if, if you guys have seen over the holiday, I, I decided to talk about it a little bit like I am not right now, and then also I, I decided to play something, but I wanted to do something different because on YouTube, it's, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, if, you, if you want a cheap pop, number one, um, and what I mean by that, uh, uh, here I am using wrestling terms, right? Um, if you want a cheap pop, one of the things that you can always do is, is number one, make weird faces and come up with a very controversial subject that, uh, and, and, and cause all kinds of drama. Boom. You're going to get a whole bunch of views. Okay. The other thing is to do a Kingdom Death Monster uh, video because boom. You're going to get that that core audience every time checking out to see what you're doing, okay? Or you can do a Warhammer Quest video, okay? 95, okay? And it's a cheap pop, okay? And you could beat it to death. You could talk about it a million times, and you always get a decent amount of views, okay? And how you handle it. So, you know, how do you... You kind of beat a dead horse going over the same type of things, and there's a lot of fan base stuff out there. Some people do it. Well, I decided to kind of showcase the uh, 95 by by doing something to kind of show everybody because people go, well, yeah, yeah. there are people who never played this game and they go, well, how come, you know, I never got a chance to play this and I don't understand what the big thing about it is. And, you know, I see these things and I've watched this and, and it looks interesting. But why is this? Why does this still hold up today? So I invented my own scenario. And that's the beauty of this game. You could do just about anything that you want within the Warhammer universe because of the role-playing book that comes with it. The components are through the roof. I have two different, co- I have two copies that I absolutely do. I've downloaded, uh, you know, the extra, extra tiles that people have invented and done things with and have just had a blast with this game for the last 30 years close to 30 years and this is just a a a game that just holds up 
it really does. It, it, it's special. And I, I, you know, I can never understand why games workshop would never put this out again. The original just reprinted because the amount of money that they would make and the people that, that would lose their minds to, to get this, I mean, it, it'd be sold out everywhere. They couldn't keep up with the production. Would it now? Would it cost a, a couple of shekels? Yeah, it sure would. But would people pay it? Sure, they pay four hundred dollars for for a box set from Bolt Action. Okay, they'll pay four hundred dollars for certain uh, box sets of of Forty K or Warcry or um, a Kill Team. You know, people will pay the money. Just give them what they want. Okay. And then where you really make your money, come up with some new expansions. Print the old expansions and then branch it out. Take some of that fan stuff and make it your own. Now, my theory on this is, number one, I think the reason it doesn't, they never reprint it. And this is where I'm going with this, is why they won't reprint it. Number one, I believe that that they would have to pay some royalties to people that no longer work there. Okay, they'll never say that. You know, if if they just come out and say it, I think people would understand a lot more. But they never do that. You know, everything's hush hush and a big secret. And I think the problem that that lies there is that maybe the the people that helped create this thing they would have to pay those royalties out. Okay. Uh, you know, because they created it. You know, maybe there was some kind of agreement back in the day. I, maybe there's something with Hasbro because it went from Hero Quest to Advanced Hero Quest to Warhammer Quest. Maybe it has something legal that can that that ties and binds it down. Maybe that's why we don't get a forty forty uh, k epic or War. Well, Warmaster wasn't horribly popular. Battlefleet. Gothic wasn't horribly uh, popular. You know, there's a lot of different games that people go, oh my God, I really, you know, want to see, you know, why don't they reprint these? The old world, okay? Let's let's talk about Warhammer Fantasy. As much as some of us older people like it, it wasn't doing well. It wasn't doing well. That's why they killed it. They killed it because it wasn't a big money. It, it, it wasn't in their top two. It was down there. It was not selling. It was not doing well. They lost. I I, I think they lost their the, the ideas for the regiment. You know the regimental movement, and um, they just ran out of stuff to to do. So they went to a more skirmish based game and they found that that worked a little, you know better for them now are they bringing it back yes now with the chance of bringing it back do they do and spin off in forge world also okay because all world's supposed to come back this year and i i mean 2023 we're almost there you know get ready for a big Big, some big surprises to drop this year. Okay. Now, do they, they drop the old world and then also at some point bring back Warhammer Quest? 
That'd be the smartest thing to do. If you're going to have the models for the old world, it wouldn't be that hard to do to do everything else. You know, another thing that, that's a head scratcher is also, you know, Space Hulk. How come we don't get expansions for that? How come they don't re-release Space Hulk? It always sells out. Thank God I got my two copies. I have one sealed, matter of fact. Not that I'm tooting my own horn, but um, two two folks. Um, that I refuse to get rid of. I refuse to get rid of. I actually had three and I gave one away for a charity um, auction. Because you don't need three. That's gluttony. Might as well go back to playing Cosmic Frog. But it makes you wonder. what what Do they have plans for it? Are they hush-hush about it? Because remember, they got to do things a few years out in advance. And they were talking about the old world back in 2017. Before, before this whole COVID thing hit. So maybe they, you know, it's got pushed off. Maybe maybe they're a lot smarter than we think they are. Because every time we say, eh, you know what, Games Workshop is all done. You know, they can't get anything right. Ah, I'm done with them. I'll never buy another thing. Boom. They drop an elbow from the sky. And there it is. Everything that you ever wanted. Everything that you could ever hope for. Boom. Right there. It's an amazing, amazing thing. They do just a fantastic job of, of just keeping, keep setting the hook. Okay. It's like fishing. You can sit there for a few hours and go, boy, why am I doing this? And then all of a sudden you pull in that one fish and it keeps you coming back. It only takes one fish, folks. It only takes one game from Games Workshop and they'll keep you coming back. Because you keep waiting, because you have memories of this company. This company has some of the greatest history. Some of the greatest games have come, and most historic games have come from Games Workshop. Is ninety five on the horizon? We can only hope. Let's see what happens with the old world. I know I'll I'll be jumping all over it. When when they say pre order, boom. Credit card evolved, my friends. Credit card evolved. So, let's see what happens. 2023 is going to be a very interesting year. But Warhammer Quest 95, whether it comes or not, will live forever. One of the greatest dungeon crawls of all time. Folks, we'll see you on the other side of this as we go into segment three. All right, everybody, we're back, and we're going to talk about some paint. Now, I've got a video coming out in the next, oh, I want to I want to say the next couple of days or a week, and I start talking about Army Painter speed paints. Now, I like Army Painter paints. They're very good. They're very solid. They do a fantastic job, but... One of my favorite, favorite, favorite um, things are Games Workshops or Citadels. Um, uh, they have a um, uh, the the contrast 
sorry, I lost my, my thought there for a second. They have the contrast paints, which I think are just absolutely glorious. Um, they just do a really great job. And then, uh, you know, I wanted to try some of these speed paints because I heard that they were very, very, very good. Well, I had gotten them in and I started using them on, on some, um, Oh, a matter of fact, it was Skyrim. I, I used a, a couple of them on uh, some of my Skyrim figures and my Frosthaven figures. And I went, wow, these, these are really, really good. So I went out and I got the Mega Set. I go out and get the Mega Set and I bring it in. And I said, well, what do I want to paint first? So I run down to the storage unit. And um, I had to bring some stuff over there. And I said, well, let me, let me, let me, let me take a look here and see if there's something. And I have a section that I, I have ready to put up on Macari. My wife handles our Macari. And uh, I had pulled out a bunch of games that were about ready to go that I, I had enough with. And um, I saw, uh, I'm, I'm not going to, matter of fact, I'm not going to tell you the name of the, the, the game because I want you to see the video. I find this game and I go, wow, this game has some of the worst miniatures I've ever, I've, I've ever played with, or, or you know, they're, they're all warped, you know, the sculpts aren't that great, you know, and, and it really kind of took away from the game trying to play a miniature game. And it was very disappointed. And they came out with a second edition of this game, which, I, which will not be named. Uh, I'll mention it next week. And I thought, okay, the second edition is going to be an improvement on the miniatures. Nope. Same thing. Okay. And this is a company that was doing miniatures for a long time. So I said, well, you know what? I've got these things already primed. They're sitting in the box. Why don't I take this box with me and see if I can do anything with them? I take those speed paints and it, it really brought life back to this game for me. Because I was able to get a great base on there. And I went, wow, this really looks pretty good. I can go from here. I can do things with this. And I, I was just so thrilled with it that I actually, the game itself is actually fun. But the miniatures just took everything away from it. You, I mean, you just couldn't do anything with them. <clears throat> they were just so difficult and 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 when you use these speed paints they made such a difference and i am just sold 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 on army painter speed paints they are just absolutely fantastic i love what they do i love how they do it okay uh it's just clear concise um the colors are wonderful um, I like using a light gray primer underneath and then <clears throat> using them from there. Um, they really shine, especially with the purples, the yellows. It, it really does give you a, a bunch of things. The white, uh, it, uh, white primer sometimes is too much. Stay away from blacks, okay? Um, if you want to go with a flesh, you can do that too. But make sure that it's something light, like a very light gray. Um, I found that these things just shined. I mean shined. And they go on easy. They cut out a ton of steps. 
And then you're just kind of highlighting things, you know, working outwards and going, okay, well, I, you know, I need to put some metallic here and this, that, and the other. And with this particular game, I was able to get 90% of it done within about an hour to an hour and a half. And there's, there's about 30, 40 miniatures in there. And then that, that's fast. When you say speed paints, I mean speed paints. They really got the job done. They did a fantastic job. I was blown away by this. It was just fantastic. Really, really great stuff. Really great paints. Good quality. Army Painter has been upping their game and continually to up their game. Their paints are solid. They're easy to use. They're affordable. I mean, let's be honest. You know, the Citadel paints are great, but I hate those little tubs. Okay? I hate those tubs. I also hate, I, I, you know, I hate the price. You know, you're, you're paying almost $8 a container in some places. You know, money's tight, folks. For everybody. And boy, they dry up quick, too. Boy, do they dry up quick. You know, the, the Army Painter paints, when you get them, you know, I'm finding that, uh, you know, and, and let's not leave out Vallejo and stuff like that. They come in those little bottles. You, put, you make sure that you put one of those beads in every bottle and then boom. It's working fantastic. It does what it needs to do. It, it, it's, it's, they really are affordable and great quality paints and they keep upping their game army painter is killing it lately and these speed paints they just changed the game for a lot of people and especially a lot of beginners you definitely 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 want this because it gives you the base the shadow the highlights all in one stroke and then you you know you could do some additional stuff afterwards like i said earlier it makes it so much easier it makes it so much fun because you see results right away and really just knocks it out of the park. Uh, the Speed Paint Mega Set is fantastic. You can get it for under 100 bucks uh, at our good friends at uh, Miniature Market. Don't forget them. They're uh, a sponsor of the channel still, our YouTube channel. Um, and and they just they do a great job. These paints are fantastic. Go out and get them. You'll see what I'm talking about. You won't be disappointed. We'll be on the other side with our final, our final uh, segment here, where I talk a little bit about what I got for Christmas. And boy, am I blown away by, by what I got for Christmas. I can't wait to tell you about it. We'll see you on the other side, folks. Hey, everybody, we're back on the other side. First of all, I hope you all are having a fantastic holiday season. I can tell you this much. I, I am really enjoying uh, being able to stream and, and do some things while I got some time off here. And it's really been enjoyable. Um, but... You know, Christmas Day, you know, usually it's the same old thing. You know, you get socks, underwear, new shirts, new shorts, 
in Florida, especially, you know, some work pants and stuff like that. And I always enjoy that. And my daughter always gets me something cool, you know, like a Godzilla figurine or some something. Uh, this year, she got me something that I, I thought was really cool. It's a Thor hammer that is actually a toolbox. You open up the hammer part and uh, the head of the hammer and there's all tools in it. And then the stat, the, the, the shaft is actually a hammer. <laughs> you could pull that out and use it as a hammer. I thought that was kind of unique. But it was the queen who went way, uh, you know, just overboard and, and just really killed it this year. And what she got me was a Steam Deck. Now, you know, I love video games. And, you know, my Xbox is great and everything like that. I use it to watch YouTube stuff and research things. And, um, you know, I'll watch, uh, you know, I'll watch football on the off the Xbox, you know, because we're out here in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so we have direct TV. But um, I like going on Hulu and watching the Red Zone on, on Sundays um, because I just don't want to sit there and watch one game. You know, I want to watch 15 different games and catch the action. Um, but, um, I, I, you know, I don't know what it is. I just have this thing for the old RPG stuff and things like that. And, and you can play some of it like, uh, the Bard's Tale trilogy off the Xbox and stuff like that, but it's the old, old school stuff. And then there's certain things that come out on PC that you can't play on the Xbox. You're at the mercy of what they release. Well, Steam is really just glorious, okay? And my wife got me this Steam Deck thing. And I'm going to tell you right now, it may be the greatest gift I have ever gotten. Now, I remember way, 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 way back when I got the original Xbox. I was thrilled about that. And she always says that that was the most excitement that she ever saw on my face. That, you know, I was like, oh, my God, you know, the Xbox. And I remember that I remember the games I got with it. I got uh, football, and I got um, oh god, what was the other game that I got with it? Some necromancer game, which was cool, uh, a racing game, and there was something else that I got four games with the original Xbox. And then a few months later, that they they had the uh, Xbox Network, which I thought was fantastic. And then I got Mech Warrior, which I played until the cows came home. Uh, that was another one. Um, oh, and then I think that's the system that my kids and I, we played Dark uh, dark Gauntlet or something like that. I forgot what it was, but my daughter was so young. Um, me and my other two kids would run around doing all the dirty work, killing all the, <laughs> all the big villains, and then she'd run around and get all the loot. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was only like four or five, somewhere in there. But we had a great time with that game and a lot of memories from the old Xbox. But this Steam Deck thing. Now, my wife got me the 64 gig thing. And instead of getting me the big, big one, you know, which would cost 1500 she got me the base edition, which was 400 bucks. Well, the thing is, you you figure, well, how many games can I put in there? And, you know, not much. But you can add an SD card or upgrade it if you wanted to, which I did. I upgraded it and put, put a SD card in there and 
put a ton of formatted it and I play the games off off that and it works fine. There's no slowdown, nothing. And you know, you really don't need to go out and get the overdone version of of the Steam Deck. It's affordable. And I've downloaded Warhammer Quest, which you can play on the Xbox, but it's for me, I'm enjoying it on the uh, Steam Deck because I could take it anywhere with me. One Deck Dungeon, I'm having a great time with. An old game that I haven't played in years, I was able to get and start working with. Now, if anybody remembers the old Panzer Generals, uh, Panzer General, and then there was Allied General. Well, they came out with one that was Star General, which I loved. And then they came out with Fantasy General. I love that game. Love, love, love that game. I was When I saw I was able to download that, they said it's untested. So I said, I'm going to go for it anyways. And I did. And it's it's doing really, really well. You can get Gloomhaven on this. Okay. Um, Pathfinder card game, which uh, I I always enjoyed. So I'm playing that. Into the Breach, which is uh, another cool game. And there's tons and tons. I, I mean, I spend more time just surfing on that that Steam, uh, on, on Steam than I do anything else. And then I went to go get some gift cards. Well, guess what? You can't find them. You can't find them because they're having a big winter sale right now, which is just, just glorious. And this is just, this thing is amazing. And it has to be one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. And I'm having a great time with it. And at 60 years old, I'm playing around with a video game machine. Eh. You know, I grew up on, on video games. You know, I was there for the beginning, folks. In the 70s and all the way through it. I got to watch it evolve. I got to watch it crash. I got to watch it do a lot of things. And I've enjoyed it so much. So, so much. And uh, the Steam Deck thing just brings back because I'm able to get, I got the, I got a Cinemaware bundle, uh, which was untested and uh, it's working pretty good. I just got to adjust some of the controls, which you can do, which is fantastic. And then you could do emulation on this thing on top of it. I also, um, oh, what was the other thing? Oh, I, they have all the gold box games, which if, if you have a computer, you can download all the old gold, gold box games. You know, Pool of Radiance, Pool of Darkness, Hillsfar, which was great. And, 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 you know, all these other things. It is unsupported right now for the Steam Deck. But I'm hoping in the near future that it becomes supported because, boy, that bundle would be glorious if somebody can figure that one out. And if anybody knows, uh, if if you can play it on the Steam Deck, please uh, get a hold of me at NovaPrime860 at Hotmail.com. So another great Christmas under uh, underneath our belts. And here we are Wednesday, a few days away from uh, New Year's Eve. I wish you all a safe, safe, safe uh, New Year's and a happy New Year to everybody out there. I, um, and just nothing but happiness and good things in the coming year. I'm hoping it's going to be a better year than it was uh, this past year. But it was, boy, I'll tell you, this has been a struggle. But we just keep 
moving along, and that's what we do here on the farm uh, in Rob's tabletop world. Uh, there's no stopping us. Um, remember, tomorrows are definitely not guaranteed. And folks, best of all, best of all, just be safe, happy, love one another, be good to one another. Next week, we'll be back with uh, letters. Make sure that if you have anything to say or, or, or uh, here on the podcast, uh, to send me your thoughts at NovaPrime860 at Hotmail.com. And we will be ta- uh, bringing up your letters next week for sure. Until next time, it's your old pal Rob. We'll see you soon, everybody. Have a safe holiday.